Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Unsweetened Podcast, your unbottled, unfiltered, brutally honest conversations all women should be having. I'm Tara. And I'm Elena. And we are your Unsweetened Duo. Mm-hmm. Woo. Thank you for joining us for another episode. Elena, what's been going on? What has been going on? Other than like a lot of weird chaos at work and like the appending, like having to go back into the office is coming up. Yes. How's your, I saw something saying that UNLV is planning to have some staffing return July 1st. Is that correct? Yeah. Initially it was June 1st and mama is used to being in like gym shorts and a t-shirt at work when she doesn't have meetings. So I like, I'm really loving the like virtual life and like the virtual work life. So the idea of going back to work is like, mm, I have to like put real pants on. Yeah. So that's that like. That sounds really hard. Right. Are I, they going to phase you in? So it's a couple days a week or is it still up in the air? I think it's still up in the air um, with commencement being in person. I uh-huh. think that's going to be a real like tone setter in terms of what like the rest of the summer will look like and what fall will look like. But there's just so many question marks. I mean, I, I think back to like this time last year and just like the phases and phases and phases that we went through of planning and like no, nothing that we planned was right. And, yeah. and just anticipating a lot of the same. So that's been like the chaos within like my office and my like work life. But I would say like personally, are like, you still in a funk? No, I am feeling, I really, one definitely did my gratitude challenge. How did it go? It went really well. It went really, really well. Are I, you still doing it? Like, has has it become a habit or? It hasn't. It's something okay. that I have to like consciously do. And even if it's like at lunch and I'm like cutting up an apple and I'm like, shit, I didn't do that. I'll do it. So Good. it's getting to the place of habit okay like, what that's is it awesome. like 23 days to make a habit something like that something stupid in like four days to like break it um so I'm still in the habit forming process but I'm re- I did really enjoy it and I think it really set my like past week and a half up for success and like put me in like a better forward thinking state of mind um awesome that's really nice thanks and I've really used the past like week and a half to like take care of like myself I got a facial for like the first time in forever I've never had a facial (sighs) I literally don't even know like what it is I'm like not a real adult woman well that's (laughs) I mean if getting a facial defines an adult woman then I think there's plenty of people that aren't but I had a massage envy and like membership that was like I had like so many built up credits because I like paused it with COVID so I got like a 90 minute facial and I got one of my girlfriends um a 90 minute prenatal massage because I'm a good friend sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to take even better like care of my skin. I bought retinol. And if you like unironically wore like scrunchies on your wrists and like chokers as an eight year old, like it's time to add retinol into your skin. Okay, dumb question. What, what is, is retinol? retinol? <laughs> <laughs> um, retinol is, I don't like, somebody is going to listen to this and be like, wrong, wrong. Retinol is a, I think it's an enzyme or retinol is like in a percentage. So 2% is like prescription grade retinol and it helps your, your cells like, like replace themselves. So it's kind of like an acid in terms of it helps with like dark spots and like fine lines and like acne scars. And it just helps your skin turn over its cells quicker. Okay. Um, but it can like dry out your skin when you initially do it because it's trying to like catch up. Ah, uh, that makes sense. So I've started doing that. I like obviously went dark with my hair and I'm like, I just need to be She's like, a whole new woman, whole new woman, like much more low maintenance. Like I'm just trying to get back and like take care of my, like my skin and my hair. Um, so that's been like a whole lot of like, it's been that's a awesome. lot of like, me. like a lot of you. Yeah. yeah a lot of a you lot time. Just, like, gratitude, looking at more futuristic goals, taking care of myself, like scaling back on like the fluff and it's been good. That's awesome. And that kind of leads into my flavor of the week. Tell me. Um, I'm obsessed with TikTok and that's the only reason why I found (laughs) this. It's fine. It's fine. Um, I found an interview from Elizabeth Olsen who plays Scarlet Witch in like the Marvel universe. Okay. And I love her one Two, She was like, did a interview and someone was like, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Huh. And her, and what she said is my 
new favorite piece of advice. Tell me. And that is, no is a complete sentence. Yeah. I've heard that before. I love that. I, I, like, opened my eyes completely, and I was like, yes. That's awesome. And I feel like as women, like, one, we're not really good at saying no to things. Yeah. Professionally, personally, whatever. And then when we do, it's like, and here's a 12-bullet line. Here's here's a five-paragraph essay about why I can't do X, Y, Z. Yeah. And I'm just like, huh. No is a complete sentence. And that should seem pretty obvious, but it's something that, like, I was It's not something that's, like, natural. Accepted and practiced. So while it's... Correct, and it should be. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Like more prominent for people to just do that. It's like we're not there yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no is a complete sentence, and I don't have to give an explanation about why I can't add something into my bandwidth, or if I don't just I don't want to fucking do it. Yeah. Um. So new boundaries, futuristic thinking, taking care of Lane. That's been my week. I love it. What's going on with you? I love it. Let's see. I turned thirty. Yeah. As we know. Yes. And. I don't feel like a whole new woman. (laughs) And I feel completely the same. I feel mostly the same, um, except my back hurts a little more. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Well, but not really. My back always hurts anyway. (laughs) Um, No, I mean, I had a nice birthday. We had a good little trip. Um, Got to celebrate in sunny Mexico. So. The world traveler. Yeah, it was nice. I had so much fun at the, like, drinks birthday shenanigans oh that we did. me too it was a blast that was literally like the first birthday i've looked forward to since i turned 21 like i was just my like heart. i'm just in such a good place like I, I just love all my friends like i'm just so excited for all of this and i had such a good full birthday week yeah. it was amazing it was cool like it's always like kind of nerve-wracking because the only person people that like i knew was like you and and boothang and like walking up and like being like, oh, okay. And of course I was in the bathroom when you showed up. So it was like, <laughs> no, it's okay. Like, She's like, I, I think I know these people, but like, I don't. <laughs> I think it was, was it, it wasn't Megan. It was Christy. Yes. Like just like picture. And we've all had these like either nightmares or actual things that have happened in terms of like, you're walking into a crowded room and you're looking for somebody. And then somebody waves at you. Like, Hey, over here. Yeah, like and I, over the top. <laughs> I immediately like look behind me and I'm like, me? Like, I don't I don't know what's happening. I'm scared. I'm about to get kidnapped. But like the group of people were just awesome. Good. I'm so glad that you thought you thought so. And I think to my knowledge, everyone had a really good time. Yeah. I had a good time. Um, we had a whole little sixth grade dance situation going on where the yeah. girls were at one table, the boys were at the other just because of COVID rules, not allowing more than I think six to mm-hmm. sit together, mm-hmm. <laughs> but was it was good. cute. It we were next cute. to each other and, uh, the boys kept coming over to say hello, of course, yeah. because <laughs> why not girls? But it was a very, it was a fun experience. My cat is currently licking Elena's arm, just like holding it and licking it. Like this is what is now. happening? <laughs> Oh, oh waffles. He loves his Auntie Laney. Well, yeah. <laughs> so how, so Mexico was good. You and had your a good trip. Yeah, Mexico was good. I mean, we went to an all-inclusive. We practically just hung around and um went in the pool, went in the ocean. We went snorkeling our last day there in the beach and we saw a stingray and then got terrified and immediately got <laughs> out of the water. <laughs> Luckily that was like the night we were or was the day of the night we were flying home. Oh, so okay. it's like it didn't prevent us from going back in yeah. the water or anything. Like we had to go upstairs and shower to get to yeah. the airport anyway. But um, that was interesting. It's like I've seen stingrays snorkeling before, but uh-huh. like on a, like when you're supposed to see them where it was like, we're going snorkeling with stingrays. Like right. when it wasn't just like, here's a wild ass <laughs> stingray, uh, just a little bit deeper than where you would stand. Not me because right. I'm short, but like where yeah. a tall person would stand and it's yeah. like, eight or 10 feet beyond at the bottom of the water. So that was slightly terrifying, but super awesome. And, um, overall it was just a really, it was a really nice trip. Did you unplug as much as you said you were going to? I did not, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, and it, it was my fault for not, I had, there was some things that I had not really been able to finish beforehand. Mm -hmm. So I had to get it together and, finish those up yeah while everything was going on but 
you know, I like picked my times to work, picked my mm -hmm. times for, for play and it was good. You would think I like, sorry, I am, I am engaged and I am listening, but like, uh, the she's way getting <laughs> absolutely attacked by all of my animals. The way your animals are like, we like you. It's like I bathed in like tuna broth. Yeah, like, literally. Cause you're, you're getting licked by like every animal. Bless you, you, Ruffles. <laughs> there goes my cat just sneezing on her. <laughs> um, so what is your flavor of the week? My flavor of the week. I did not prepare for this, but um, before I left, this is kind of insane, but before I left for Cancun, I bought a couple of new plants and oh. like I like left for Cancun the next day or a couple days later and ridiculously i will point them out to you later i was like we're like coming home and i was like i'm really excited to see my animals like i can't wait to check on my new plants <laughs> so i am <laughs> thriving not thriving. yeah no they're thriving i'm uh learning how to be a better plant mom it's something that i have been trying to do for a long time um but I'm obsessed with, especially that little cactus over there. Oh, yeah. Such I mean, a weird little, little thing to be obsessed with. Yeah. But look how freaking cute he is. He's adorable. I am so just, like, I just feel like I'll kill everything. I used to kill everything. And I have, knock on wood, slowly become better at better it. Better and better. My, this is, like, not helpful for people that are listening. <laughs> but my mom has one of those. And my dad got it for her when they were dating. And it's still alive. Are you alive. kidding me? Yeah. So it's like 30 plus years old and it's still alive. Dude, that's insane. Right. I don't like she's had to like repot it a couple times, but. Holy crap. Yeah. That is wild. Yeah. So Wow. That's like that's full up. I mean, significantly yeah. older than you if they were still dating. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be your goal. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's my uh, little flavor of the week. Nice. So next on next episode, we are going to have a therapist joining us. We're going to have mm -hmm. our first guest on the pod. Mm -hmm. And we are going to have her answer some questions and talk about toxicity in relationships, mm -hmm. how to know if you're in a toxic relationship, how to leave a toxic relationship, just things to help everybody kind of take a look at the relationships that they are in, not just in the romantic space and figure out what is, what's working for you. What's not, what's healthy and what isn't. Yeah. And hopefully lead people into the right direction where they can bring themselves into being, being their most healthy selves and living their healthiest lives. Mm -hmm. So today as a little prelude to that, we wanted to talk about our experiences with toxicity in relationships mm -hmm. and specifically about what our experiences of confronting our own toxicity have been. We're not here to share any type of expert advice, being that we are not experts. Absolutely. <laughs> but talking from a personal perspective about what it was like for us to kind of look in the mirror and see, oh, okay. Part of this is me too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I am really excited for next week's episode. And I think this is like a, a good little setting the stage and prequel for like, here's our history and here's our past. And then how can we move forward? Um, <laughs> Elena is currently in a toxic I'm, relationship I with am, my cat I'm, waffles. I have a very <laughs> needy ginger in my lap, as I always do. <laughs> Every time she moves her hands and she's like talking with her hands, he's trying to attack. I'm sorry. Oh no, it's fine. Would you like, like me the, to move him? No, off it's of you? the most adorable thing I've okay, ever cool experienced. Um, so where do we want to start? So would you like to share a little bit about any type of toxic relationship you may have been in, whether yeah. it be romantic or friendship mm. or some fam, fam, familial? There we go. Yeah. Any type of ugh, toxic relationship mm -hmm. you might have been in. Um, I already like that we're kind of redefining the idea of like relationship because toxic relationships don't necessarily mean those that are romantic. Like mm -hmm. um, I think sometimes we outgrow friends or we've got that cousin, in-law, whatever, that just creates a toxic environment. And yeah. I think that those things are important to note that there are are, can be multiple toxic relationships in your life. And it doesn't necessarily just mean your partner. Um, I would say that 
I feel very, I feel lucky and I feel like there's, uh, I feel grateful in terms of not being in a toxic relationship in the past in terms of, um, somebody that was super negative or super controlling. Like I feel really lucky that that's never been part of my, um, journey, but I've definitely had toxic friendships and I definitely myself have probably exuded some talk. Like, I feel like sometimes I was the toxic one. Okay. Um, I've definitely like looking back, I've only had a couple serious relationships in my life. Dave being like the third or fourth, um, like serious relationship. So I have definitely been the person that cheated or gaslit somebody and just like didn't care. I think when I was like a freshman in college and high school, I just like didn't take anything seriously, which means like I didn't take the person I was like dating seriously. Yeah. And I look back on that and like all of the men that I have like dated or, you know, been with, are either engaged or married and <laughs> sorry, and um, are like quality human beings that I only want the best for. And, um, but I think I've been the toxic one. I've definitely been the one that's been like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Like you're, you're, you're making it up. Like, I don't know. And looking back, I'm like, Oh shit. Like it, yeah. it, it was me. It was for sure me. Yeah. I think, I mean, that's a really brave of you to be willing to say and to point out. And it, it's, it's brave to like, look at that part of yourself and yeah. being like, Oh wow. Shit. Yeah. I think I always like considered myself like the cool girl in a relationship. I was like, I don't care. Everything's fine. Um, I dated this guy in college that we'll call him slim. We'll call him slim. He was just like a tall green bean. Just, just like a a green bean. (laughs) So we're going to call him slim. And we dated for about a year and it was like the first person I dated in college. And like, we got like real, like heavy, real quick. And then, when we were starting to grow apart, I started getting clingy and like, yeah. I like went through his phone and like I, and I've never done that since. Like whether I was casually dating somebody or even Dave, like I, I turned into this person that I was like, Whoa, I'm obviously insecure in my relationship. Right. I don't feel like I have the skills and this is all reflecting back. Like in the moment I was just like, I want to see what's in your fucking phone. Right. Of course. Cause um, you don't, I mean, unless you're like, Unless you've been through being, like, trained to recognize it, Mm -hmm. whether from a professional standpoint or, like, from taking your own therapy journey. Yeah. Like, you don't necessarily know when it's happening. Um, So, like, looking back at that relationship and in that, like, ending a few months, I, like, we were growing apart. I wasn't ready to let go of the relationship. So, I just tried to, like, dig my claws in to to keep it going and we ended on horrible terms like like we broke up and then like got back together like 72 hours and then like this person just like changed their relationship status on facebook like when when like that was a big thing and that's how i found out we like broke up oh yeah that's not fun right so like i definitely had some pieces in that where i just was like the toxic one i just like was just always up his ass and that's because I didn't have the communication skills that I have now. Right. And I was just so insecure. And I was going to say, do you think you, you, you mentioned being insecure in the relationship, mm-hmm. which is obvious. Do you think some of that's also stemmed from just an insecurity in general and per- perhaps an insecurity with yourself? Or- yeah. yeah, probably. I think that. Like one, this feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah, like, I don't. Even well, I mean, recognize. ten years ago, you're a different minimum, person, yeah. right? I like don't even like recognize that girl anymore in terms of the way that she behaved and like didn't right. care, and she just like I think I got so hot and heavy with this person, and I was like, I'm gonna marry this person without like really like processing yeah. any of those things, and again, living in this fantasy land that like this is my expectation i'm gonna go to college i'm gonna meet a guy he's gonna join a fraternity i'm gonna join a sorority and then we're gonna get married right after like i just put this like fantasy like 
unrealistic expectations on this relationship and on this person. And it ended and like I was shitty and then he was shitty and then it, it ended. And then we like didn't talk really at all the rest of college. I went to a tiny school, so we would like bump into each other at parties and stuff, but we never said like a word to each other for the rest of the like three years of college. And then when my dad died, like he sent me a text and was like, I'm thinking about you. I hope you're okay. That's really sweet. Right. Like, and that's like such a, like a character growth and I want nothing but the best for him and his family. I don't like, I don't really think about him that often anymore, but just the fact that like we were in such an awful place and had such a tumultuous, like end of our relationship. I had like friends that didn't even reach out to me. Like when my dad died, but this person who I had such a sourpuss perspective on because of this relationship where I was probably more at fault yeah. to be like, I'm, I'm sorry. And I, and like, yeah, like I'm I, thinking of you. I hope you're okay. Yeah. Right. That's really, really sweet. Yeah. That's super nice. What about you? When you think of, think back on your relationships and like toxicity, like what? I have definitely been in too many toxic relationships. Mm-hmm. With that being said, um, I've definitely also played a part in it. Yeah. Um, And I think kind of bouncing off of what you said being so long ago, I think a lot of it has to do with age and immaturity because Mm -hmm. most people at, I don't know, 16, 17, 18, 19, like don't understand really what goes into having a relationship. I mean, people have either seen relationships that are successful from their parents or unsuccessful from their parents. And I think that either way you have expectations that things are going to go a certain way and they don't because you're regardless of whether you have a positive or negative view of it based on what you've grown up with and seen you like, you don't see all of it. And so it's like, okay, like I come from a home where my parents are still they're still married. They're still very much in love, but there's still so much of it that I didn't see about like how sometimes things are really difficult. Mm -hmm. Of course. I mean, you're with someone for like nearly 40 years. Like obviously you're going to have a lot of disagreements and stuff like that. And so I think a lot of, and you don't necessarily see all of the communication that goes on to, for them to overcome it. And I think that that's really what, Mm -hmm that kind of toxicity comes from. Yeah. Or do you... It's the happily ever after. It's like right. the end of the story is that life is perfect Or you'll afterwards. see that like, okay, one's mad at the other and then they're fine. But yeah. you don't see the conversation mm-hmm. that takes place in between mm-hmm. it. So I think that a lot of people, when they enter into their first relationships, they don't understand like the, the conflict revolution process. Resolution, not revolution. <laughs> but same <laughs> thing. <laughs> Depending on the relationship and the conflict. either one. <laughs> um, yeah, so I feel like it's just, it's like you need to figure out kind of how to, how to get past those issues that are kind of in there. And I think for a lot of people, and especially people in the age groups from like 13 to 23 probably yeah. are like insecure about everything. I mean, every things are changing nonstop. Mm-hmm. Um, you're really not totally sure if you're comfortable being yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't even know who you are yeah. to be yourself. Yeah. And so I think that that plays a big role in it from everyone's perspective. Mm-hmm. And I think at least from my experience, um, I was definitely at that kind of age group in my life relying very heavily on like other people's perspectives and opinions. Yeah. And so I was also most of the time trying to do the like, everything's fine. Nothing's cool. And it's funny because I still joke with Boo today. I'm like, you could have a regular girlfriend or you could have me. I'm a cool girlfriend. (laughs) Right. But like, I mean it in a different sense, but at the same time, it's like still kind of, Mm -hmm. it's like funny that I kind of thought the same way, even though I mean it so differently now. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. So it's like right now I mean it in a good way where it's Mm -hmm. like, Hey, just be honest with me and I'm going to be honest with you and tell you what I want to do and what Mm -hmm, I don't. mm -hmm. And luckily we like to do a lot of the same things. So we're going to have a great time. Like I'm going to sit there on the craps table and gamble with you where 
not everyone does that. Or I'm going to, we went to a hockey game last week and there was a couple just across the aisle from us where the woman was on her phone, literally like speaking on the phone the entire game. And he kept looking over at me like, what is she doing? Like, why is she doing that? He's like, I'm so glad that you like love to go to games with me. And like, Mm -hmm. you want to do that. You want to be here just as much as I do. Yeah. And so that's kind of the difference of what, I mean, mm-hmm. now, whereas in the past, um, I would definitely be from a, like, it doesn't matter, whatever, like, I'm unbreakable, no vulnerability standpoint, and I've definitely been the one that has done stupid stuff, flirted, cheated, like, yep. done, I don't know, I'm sure I was manipulative, like, they all kind of go together, so. <laughs> right, <laughs> big, big soup, yeah. big soup. Exactly. But I've also been on the other end of the spectrum, like, and especially more Mm -hmm. recently, my previous relationship that I was in before this one now was very, very manipulative and extremely toxic on a number of Mm -hmm. really scary levels. Right. And it was a place where I would legitimately not wish on like my worst enemy, not that I have a worst enemy, but figure of speech, Mm -hmm. um, because it was that hard to deal with at times. Uh And as I entered therapy and became kind of strong enough to confront it and realize Mm -hmm. what was going on, it's like I knew beforehand, but it was like, it's just easier to kind of deal with it yeah i guess which isn't really true but that's just kind of how it seems when Mm -hmm. you're like in the grunt of it sometimes um and as i like went through therapy i guess got more perspective realized like okay i'm not crazy thinking that this is completely unhealthy this is legitimately unsafe like this is something that i need to not be a part of trying to leave a relationship Mm -hmm. like that becomes a whole nother part of the journey. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't even know how to phrase it, but, like, a lot of times if you are in a relationship with a toxic person, not even, like, what you were saying where, like, you dig your claws in deeper trying to hold on. Yeah. But taking that to the most extreme Mm -hmm. possible levels where, like they are willing to manipulate every single situation Mm -hmm. and in order to attempt to keep you there. Right. And so like this person is unwell, like, and and when you're unwell, you're never making rational decisions, which means everything is just to keep you there. Yes, exactly. I can't, I can't even begin to imagine this, like the cycle of like what that like, yeah, felt like to go. The cycle was, I mean, absolutely awful and there was a period of time where um i had broken up with him for two months or so oh, okay and then i always say I got tricked back into getting back together yeah. and i mean within two or three days i was like i made a huge mistake and then from that point was really trying to right actively leave the relationship um and it was i mean at that point it was extremely unhealthy on both sides like mm-hmm. with very good reason however i was definitely the crazy one not not saying i wasn't the only crazy one right but i was definitely i did not trust him i went through his phone i found i learned things from it that yeah. i should have known that he like Reinforced, i had thought that yeah. he was lying about so yeah it I mean, I don't want to say it ended up being for good, but it's like, you don't do that if you don't have a reason to. Mm -hmm. And I did have a reason to, and it just, just, it it happened to work out. Exactly. Um, so much as I don't recommend that, I would recommend having a conversation first. It was like, okay, I tried that a million times and I am getting like my asshole chewed out for literally like dating someone else in the period of time that we were not together. Right. Whereas there's, a, a literal laundry list of people yeah. in your phone that you are still texting constantly and hung out with in that time period. Yeah. So I'm like, the hypocrisy is just not okay. And you're mm-hmm. trying to make me, and this was a very manipulative and gaslighting situation, like trying to make me feel as if like 
I am like making it up. I'm crazy. This stuff's not happening and whatnot. And so I would say that last three, four months is like me very actively trying to leave the relationship and being like just pulled back through manipulation every single time. And so it is, it is just not a fun place to be. If anyone Mm -hmm. is at that point or is afraid of reaching that point, I feel for you. Like I, I, it might be the hardest thing that you ever go through. Um, it was probably, it's probably the hardest thing that I've ever had to do. I just like, I'm really excited for next week or our next episode for like that discussion, really diving deep into toxicity because I just like, I know that like I have been a shitty person and I've been a shitty friend or partner. And, but like when I hear this and I hear some of the other like things that we've talked about off camera and off recording, uh, like how does a person get to that place and how does somebody like need and like, like facilitate just like this, such an extreme level of manipulation. So what I learned from my own personal perspective Mm -hmm. is that the times that I was confident and comfortable with myself, Mm. I was acting like a really good person and I was good to everyone. I was good in my relationships, X, Y, Z. However, when something happens that leads you down the path of insecurity, not accepting yourself or, when you're pissed at yourself, like if you don't agree with, like if you've done something shitty, that insecurity creeps up. Mm -hmm. And if the trauma that has been caused, whether you cause it to yourself or someone else causes it, it doesn't matter. It's still your responsibility to heal. And so from my experience, it's that it's always been like, for me, it's been the lack of healing and like dealing with, Mm-hmm. trauma and insecurity that has led me down a path yeah. of toxicity. And I can only guess that that's yeah. kind of where everyone comes from. Yeah. But that, it, that's how it was for me. Right. And I'm able to recognize that now. Like, okay, no, I am feeling insecure. I don't really know why, but mm-hmm. that is why I am being clingy. Blank. That yeah. is why I am like overly like needing to be like, hi, what are you doing? What? Like, I yeah. trust you. I, I yeah. don't, I'm not concerned that you're doing something yeah. else. I'm just feeling insecure and want yeah. attention. Yeah. And I think it's like, it's gotta be this like perfect storm of like insecurities and the relationships that you have, like that are like the models around you yeah. in life. And I think back on some of the times that I've been toxic and it was like, because some of the relationships, including the one of my like parents was like out of control. I wanted control and I took control by doing whatever the fuck I wanted. And control is a good point too, because I think that that's a big part of it Mm -hmm. as well. Like if you're in a situation where like, it feels like there's a tornado all around you and there's one thing you can control. Mm -hmm. Right. People tend to turn to like eating and unfortunately get like eating disorders from Mm -hmm. that regard or, they try to control yeah. other people yeah. and like overly mm-hmm. restrict or. Right. I grew up seeing such highs and lows with my own parents that I think that it was really a direct correlation into then how I was in, in my relationships um, in terms of I was either extremely hot or extremely cold and it was a flip of the switch. And it was when I wanted to flip the switch and nothing that this person could do uh-huh the most wonderful human being that like most of the time yeah <laughs> could do to like make me like room temperature uh-huh and there's like that modeled behavior of well this is what this is all i know and this is all i've seen in yeah terms of a functioning relationship yeah um how would you say that it felt or i guess perhaps you didn't quite notice at the time, but Mm -hmm. now looking back and Mm -hmm. realizing like the toxic qualities that you did Mm -hmm. show, well, two questions. Number one, how did this all go when you first started with Dave? Oh yeah. Because you were, you know, that's like not too far after you're in a relationship where you might, maybe you're the toxic one. And I, I think what's really 
like interesting about like when Dave and I started is there was some pretty, I had like just come out of therapy for like, mm, say like four years of pretty much all of high school. I was in therapy and then I came out of this toxic relationship and then I felt like I was in a better definition of like what I wanted what I didn't like in the relationships that I had either experienced or saw, mm-hmm. I was able to compartmentalize some of my feelings about um, my mom or their relationship and, and not let it affect me. And then I was with somebody that was completely different than anyone that I had ever dated. And that newness and that maybe even that age difference, he's like three and a half years older than me. And it was just at like a different stage in college. I think just like reset the tone of like, Oh, and I think that I initially being like, Oh, this isn't that serious. We're just getting to know each other Yeah. instead of this isn't so serious. So I'm just going to like make out with everybody I want to. Yeah. It, it was just a shift. So it was like a different mindset that you were in. So yeah. it didn't really have much of an effect on. No, it was like the same. So I think when you were talking about like, oh, the cool girl mentality. Yeah. I think when I was dating Slim, it was like, oh, I'm the cool girl. You do whatever. And really I was sitting home feeling anxious in the relationship with Dave. It was like, cool, you do whatever. And then at the end of the day, we'll come together and like be together. Yeah. So it, it it was just a shift in those same mentalities of like, I'm the, I'm the cool girl, but I want to be with this person. And then that second part of the sentence just became bigger and bigger and more important and more important. Um, just with our match and values and, and, yeah. what, and what we saw in each other. And I think that was the shift is like, uh, if that wouldn't have been Dave, I think I would have continued on the same pattern of behavior. Yeah. Not that he fixed me, but it was like, oh, this but is what it was. This can look you were like. with a person who's like willing to see you for yes. you and you feel yeah. comfortable mm-hmm. and you were able to start off in a place of trust and whatnot. Yeah, I think much more compatible is really what it came down yeah. to. I could definitely see the compatibility playing into any type of mm-hmm. success or lack thereof and and we definitely stumbled and there was definitely a little bit of toxicity in the beginning of our relationship that we don't really even talk about now, like looking back 10 years. So <laughs> he's going to not be happy. Um, in the beginning of our relationship, he like hooked up with his ex when we were like talking mm-hmm. and like I was sleeping over all the time and like not exclusive, but like, he hooked up with his ex and like her sorority sister told me. Oh, so we like, if we bring this up, if I literally, if Dave was in this room right now and I brought it up, he would like be like, we weren't together. Like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> like he, like that is his stance and that's fine. And that's why we don't talk about it. That's so we funny. had to like work through our own things of like, we both had this like blip of like maybe testing the relationship and testing the waters in like not a great way. And we've moved forward. And I think that's the thing. Like when we stumble and make a mistake, whether it's controlling, whether it's like a manipulation and one of us is like, no, 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 no. Like this isn't how we're going to do this. Yeah. And then we don't make those same mistakes again. It happened during COVID. We were not communicating. We were both shutting down. We really were just like not at a good communication place. I addressed it. I was like, we can't do this. Like we can't live this parallel life. We need to spend quality time. And now we, actively work towards quality time and we haven't like made that mistake again that's good we'll make future mistakes for fucking sure yeah but i don't i think the good thing and the difference between him and my past relationships is we don't make the same mistake again and again yeah so there isn't this that's like good. pattern yeah of bad i mean then that shows when when you're not making the same mistakes over and over again i mean it shows that both people want to fix things both mm-hmm. not that they're broken it's like fix right. might be too strong of a word but it's Tweak. like yeah. want to progressively make things better and better for you yourself and the other person yeah which is really important so you and boothang being together for six plus ish months like how has this felt different how has this like turned a yeah. leaf compared to your past relationship this has felt complete 180 from 
I'm so glad you said 180 because sometimes people say 360 and I'm like, do you realize yeah, you're, you're in the right exact back. same spot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's been a complete 180 from my previous relationship and I mean a million times better than mm-hmm. all of my other relationships combined. Um, from the very beginning, what definitely helps is that he and I have both been at a place before we met each other where it was like, I'm comfortable with who I am. Mm. I am um, only going to surround myself with people that are a accepting of me and b like bring out the mm-hmm. best of me and like want to elevate themselves too. Yeah. And I think that that level of security with ourselves allowed us to be completely ourselves yeah. with each other. Yeah. Um, from the very beginning mm-hmm. where it was like, I never felt awkward in front of him. I never felt uncomfortable. Like, and a lot of people <laughs> might feel that way. Like, Oh, what's this person going to think if I don't look perfect all the time or whatnot? Mm-hmm. Like I didn't, I didn't feel that way. Um, in any sense. And it was never like, Oh, I can't say that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want my Jersey to come out or like, yeah, not that I, or like, I don't want to seem like too much of X, Y, Z or right. not right. enough of ABC. It was just like, I feel extremely comfortable with who I am. I realize that like I that not everyone's going to be drawn to me. I'm really glad that you are and like I'm so appreciative mm-hmm. that that we're like going to do this together kind yeah. of. And I mean, we're obviously we get annoyed at each other a right. lot like That's, everyone does, yeah. but we also tend to like get over it quickly because it's like, okay, you're right. I'm being really annoying. I'm sorry. Or I was like, like the other day, like we're both annoyed at each other over nothing because we both like perceive a situation, a minor situation super differently. And I take him to the airport and I like stop and get food on the way home. And I was like, it turns out that I was hangry. So I'm sorry. (laughs) Look at that. (laughs) I know. Crazy, (laughs) crazy. And, um, I mean, there's things that, are I mean everything is really great doesn't mm-hmm. mean that there's not like little arguments or like oh my god I'm going to punch you in the face like you are right. so annoying yeah but then it's like we'll grab each other's hands and it's still very clear like right. we're a team and we're not like this mm-hmm. doesn't make me feel any different like yeah, yeah you're really fucking annoying I want to flick you in the nose but yeah that's like that's we a really still a team exactly yeah. and because of like my past experiences, mm-hmm. whenever there'll be something, I'm like, you annoy the crap out of me, but like, I love you and I yeah. still want to be like, just so I'm yeah. like, I don't want there to be any question in your mind. Mm-hmm. Not that, not that I think there is, but mm-hmm. just because I've been left in that place of insecurity where mm-hmm. it was like, okay, like I did something minor. How, why are you like about to break up with me for this? Like, yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, I never want to put anyone else in the position where they think that that's even a remote possibility. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about like the to- like the period of like self-reflection and like, like the, the time between the last relationship and this one that you like worked on yourself and like how that yeah. set this relationship up for success. So, um, I will say I had been like truly working on myself, like really in the grunt of it for about a year Yeah, before my last relationship ended. Okay. Officially ended. Yeah. Now with that being said and all the stuff I mentioned earlier, like I had two feet out the door pretty much months before it Mm -hmm. ended. And it was just like literally not a, I, it literally was unsafe for me to leave. Yeah. Which sounds really dramatic, but it, unfortunately it's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, so a lot of that reflection came while I was still technically a part of the previous relationship mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and not completely single yet. So the time period between the two was a lot shorter than I expected or really thought would happen or really wanted to happen. But, um, a couple weeks passed, it was maybe a month, month and a half since the last relationship ended. And I was like, you know what? I feel ready to 
start meeting people. Like I'm not explicitly looking for my soulmate. And I don't know if that's even like something I believe in, but like that's just, I was just like, let's just see what's out there. Like if I meet someone, if I start talking to someone worth hanging out with, like we'll just see what happens. And so things did happen a lot quicker than I expected. I mean, I'm really grateful that I went on the dating app at the time that (laughs) I did, or else I might not have ever met him. Yeah. Um, like I think it worked out really well, Mm -hmm. but, um, a lot of the, what made me ready was all of the reflection, like you're saying about like what I don't want, what I want to do differently in a Mm -hmm. relationship, what I will allow and what I will like, what I will see as a red flag and what I will do with that Mm -hmm. knowledge right away. Because looking back on my past relationship, I mean, two or three dates in, we should have stopped talking. Yeah. But it was a situation where, you know, red flags were ignored. Like, okay, this is whatever, whatever, whatever. X, Y, Z. I mean, at the time I was very insecure and had been in another like toxic situation before that with someone I was not like, not a boyfriend, like not super exclusive with, but it was a very toxic situation. So it was like sort of what I was used to, but this would still get me out of that. And like, I was not Mm -hmm. comfortable just being by myself at that time because it was, it was right after my divorce. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I I just really like, and I was like, I'm going to look at everything really objectively and see compatibility and like just everything as it was like I'm not going to use my little imagination to make something something that it's not like I'm going to be complete I'm going to enter this with complete honesty I'm going to be open I'm going to be honest about stuff that I like don't like like if someone's like doing something wrong and be like, that's not cool. Like I'm not Mm -hmm. okay with that. And then see based on that, like not saying people can't make mistakes, but what do you do to correct it? Like what's the behavior? Does it happen Mm -hmm. every week or is it something that doesn't happen again? Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. I think it's just been like a reset and a reassess. And this like goes back to our like very first episode. And I, I think it was your piece of advice. I can't remember. We're like, if you see a red flag, like it's not going away. Yeah. It, it you can bury it. You can put it in the back of a closet, but yep. it's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and it's not going to change. Right. And I say that because in this previous relationship, the, I mean, the red flag was there week one. Yeah. And I was afraid, but to he's cute, accept but it. like we're, we're having fun, but whatever, yeah. like the excuses, I was afraid to accept it. I didn't want to be by myself mm-hmm. and that's really what it came down to. Yeah. And so I stand by that red flags Absolutely. are not going to go away. No, no. <laughs> and not just like, oh, he puts pineapple on his pizza. Like true, <laughs> right, red, like red, true flags. red flags. <laughs> you Although can get he probably will continue to put pineapple on his pizza. You can get your There's own. There's a difference between putting yourself in harm's way and ordering like two pizzas. Yeah, like, those exactly. Those are different things. That is a hell of a spectrum. Yes, exactly. I'm really glad that we decided to talk about this and for next time talk to um, – our guests because like April is sexual assault awareness month yeah. it's, um, relationship violence awareness month. And I think these are conversations that like we don't have and that as like women, we just ignore the red flags and all of the other things and, or don't admit the like piece that we have sometimes played in toxicity. And um, I'm glad that like we decided that this was going to be one, our first guest and two, something that we were going to, be vulnerable about yeah um if you guys have questions to ask a therapist about toxicity if your relationship is toxic if you have stories you want to share and get a professional opinion on yeah um any type of i don't know question comment concern Mm -hmm. um i know some of you guys have shared those with us already like we are super excited to address those on next episode. I know that our guest is really excited to come on. Um, she's one of my super good friends. And so she's, when I first asked her to come on and talk about toxicity, she was like, Tara, are you ready to have that conversation? <laughs> because she <laughs> so is a therapist. literally, yeah. <laughs> And cause she's, I mean, she's been my friend since 
before I got divorced. Like mm-hmm. she, uh, we met, I don't know, three years ago ish, four years ago. Um, don't remember exactly, but, um, I was still, In I the was married it, when yeah. I was, when she and I met. And so she's been there with me through like the last two toxic relationships that I was in. And she yeah. feels very, very strongly towards, um, my most recent ex. Mm-hmm. And she, I don't know. We're going to, I'm excited. To, yeah. I was like, I am ready for it. Yeah. Like she was great. I'm I, yeah. I was like, I'm ready for this conversation, mm-hmm. but however, it's not meant to be about me. I want it to be about all of yeah. you guys. And I want yeah. you guys to be able to take something away from it. Like mm-hmm. if you're curious about narcissism and what that can do in a relationship, um, what gaslighting can really look like, or if you're like, is this yeah. X, Y, Z behavior? Like, is this gaslighting? Is this toxic? Is this unhealthy? Usually if you're asking that question, I'm going to go ahead and say the answer is probably yes. But if you want someone who is a lot more trained on the topic than I am to answer that, please write in and we can keep you anonymous if you'd like. Yeah. I think that the more perspectives or the, the more light we can kind of shed on, um, these issues and concerns and make people feel normal in the darkness. I like, let's do it. And that's the whole point of this. And, some of the topics are going to be deeper and darker, like toxicity in relationships. And some are going to be on vaginas. And I think that's what vaginas are kind of dark. Get it? <laughs> um, uh, Sorry. Uh, I had to. <laughs> There's a literal cave in your body. Little cave. <laughs> that's what I'm going to call my vagina now. Um, the little cave. Uh, <laughs> but like, that's what we want to do. Like we want to talk about everything. And I'm really glad that a lot of the things we've set the tone for unsweetened are, some things that we're both passionate about and that are and uncomfortable with. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. As much as I'm passionate about talking about toxicity in relationships, mm-hmm. I'm also extremely uncomfortable with it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and I think that eventually, and maybe this is like a part three, like I want, I think we need a full, I mean, we're already at 52. Like, I think we should do a whole one on like toxicity and like relationship with other women. Yeah. And friendships. That's, that I agree be... completely. Cause that's, yeah, I have, I'm sure you've seen the meme where it's like, it's not even like a meme, but like the, like low maintenance friendships are the best. Like you can just go about your lives and not be yeah. upset about yeah. not being able to talk all the time, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then when you pick back up, it's the same. Like, yeah, that's, that's all we need. Yeah. Um, it's obviously on people's minds. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The point I'm trying to make here. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I feel like I've experienced much more toxicity and like female friendships than I have in relationships. And again, I think that's something that is worth, worth 45 to an hour long discussion about. Yeah, I agree. You want to take us Let's home? Let's do it. I will take us home, but I don't remember what I'm saying. I'm going to be completely <laughs> honest with you. <laughs> Uh, thank you guys for joining us on this episode of unsweetened please don't forget to submit your questions um email them to us find us on instagram at unsweetened podcast uh you can find me adventure with tara you can find elena at picks by elena and we are super excited to Bring this back next week with our special guest, Megan. Yes. Woo. See you later.